gonna workshop my stand-up on Better Buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, it's Eli. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, it's going pretty good, Eli. We are yeah. we are doing great. Yeah, I don't know why I said guys when it's just <laughs> you and me. <laughs> I shall speak for the both of us. We are hive mind now. We, we are. We are one. We are the better buddies in Legion. We are the buddies. <laughs> the buddies. Us. Yes, you will be assimilated. Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week. What tech is still magic to you? Um, it's a very broad question because so much tech still impresses me. Yeah, like like smartphones are just insane. If you take a second to like think about, I mean, not just like wow, I can move things with my finger on a screen, <laughs> but like just the amount of things like with like music, social media, games, Ooh. GPS, it's it like, like, I think it's definitely one of those tech things we take for granted. Um, so yeah, I, the, the smartphones are just insane, especially when I think about what growing up with like a slider phone. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, hey, I remember come. pre-sell. Oh yeah. Like Land, landlines. Landlines were the <laughs> shit. Yeah, <laughs> because my dad, my dad was on the cutting edge of smartphone stuff. Like he picked up a BlackBerry before there were iPhones. And oh, it was really? So cool! You could get on the <laughs> internet with that thing. <laughs> um, see, and I was going more like tech you don't understand, because like Mm-mm. I don't fully know how the smartphones work. I don't full like I'm not an engineer or some shit. But like I generally have an idea of how like coding works and how the internet works and how phones operate to me it's car engines like they're so simple like most maybe not just specifically engine but like car everything under a car hood right of like i know jack shit about cars (laughs) i know i need to keep the air in the tires i know every three months i take it in for an oil change and i know when it goes clunk i take it to a mechanic (laughs) but like I mean, technically, I know how to do my own oil change. Technically. But I don't. Fuck that shit. I'm gonna break I mean, it's something. Very, it's very much... Um, like, like, yeah, when you think about it, growing up, it's like, yeah, I just add this liquid to this engine and it makes the car go. But then yeah. you stop and think about it. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> and like, I know pistons, like, the, the, the pressure gets in there and makes the piston go up and then it, the weight drops or some shit and, like, all they go and they... The chugging makes the things move, that the pistons move, and that makes the wheels spin, and that, like, the brakes need pads. But I don't... F- what, what, what is padding the brakes? Is it just, like, a pillow? Wait, you're telling me a liquid helps me brake? <laughs> but, like, if if I need brake fluid, and that's what makes me brake, why do the brakes need pads? What, what are the pads for? You think why it would just car? be it, the brake... You hit the brake, it stopped wheel. How, how do car? <laughs> how do how I do, car? How do car go? <laughs> <laughs> how do car stop? Your better buddy uh, philosophical question. How do you car? 
do car. <laughs> why why sunroof but also moonroof? <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just thought of Seinfeld being like, What's the deal with moonroofs? It's all sunlight. <laughs> We're all just sunroofs. Wait, so is this the start of your uh your stand-up comedy routine? What's, What's the, deal the deal with internal combustion engines? <laughs> What's the deal with cars? We got feet, just walk. It worked for the Flintstones. <laughs> What's the deal with brake fluid? I don't use brake fluid. I use gasoline. <laughs> What's the point of adding the brake fluid if I put use the pads to brake? There's some guy, some guy in the audience just goes, hey, yeah. <laughs> What's it matter? Which gasoline I pick? It all's fuel. It makes the car go. Oh, I put meat, meat in my engine. It's fuel for me. <laughs> Wood burning. Have we tried it yet? <laughs> Charcoal doesn't work. <laughs> Maybe. We just use all the shredded paper from the office. That'll burn. <laughs> and how about those headlights? Why do we need four of them? <laughs> we just need the one spotlight to see what's in front of us. And who needs that central rearview mirror? I mean, come on, it's just in the way. <laughs> if I ever do stand up, that's my entire set. <laughs> If I ever, if I ever, if someone points a gun at me and says, you have to do a stand-up set, I'm just going to fucking do that for like 10 minutes. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> I'm just going to go off about cars, pretend, like faking Seinfeld. Yeah, as soon as you say, what's the deal with internal combustion engines? <laughs> and you should, what's it. the deal with roundabouts? Why are they round? Make them square. You don't like that one, do you, Eli? <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do love me a roundabout. I actually don't mind them. When they were first I, coming in, I heard a lot of grumping and griping, but I'm like, eh, I'm okay with it. I, I much prefer them in intersections. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, I... I like small intersections. I like me like a, a four-way stop. Despite the fact that no one knows how to fucking use a four-way stop, I like me a four-way stop. Okay, so yeah, that's what I always say when people are like, oh, no one knows how to use roundabouts. Like, no one knows how to use four-way stop. <laughs> it's because people don't fucking pay attention. Like, oh, who got here first? Who's got the right-of-way? Are they <laughs> yeah, turning you're in or that are they going straight? You're in that wave-off where you're just like, I go, go. And the other person's like, wave. go, go. <laughs> I don't yeah, fucking no. wave, ever. <laughs> it saves or me so you... much fucking time. <laughs> the worst it'll get for me is those instances where we both pull at the same time. And it's kind of like, who's, who's going to, you're going to, no, you're going to, okay. Who's going to go first? Just fucking go. <laughs> if you start to move, I'm going to stop and you keep going. God. And that was the worst of the other, I had one of the, like a two weeks ago where I was like, all right, I got there like just before they did. And, but we both stopped. And I was like, all right, great. And I've got right of way. I'm going forward. So I started a pull and they started to pull, but they're turning. <laughs> I was like, no, don't. Really? <laughs> so nope. <laughs> you just keep inching progressively stopping until you hit each other very uh, slowly in the middle. <laughs> Almost. We both stopped, like, stopped and started like three times. And finally I just stopped moving. Like I took my hands off the wheel. 
I was like, go. Just fucking go. Get out of my way. Ugh. What about mopeds? Are mo- does Do mopeds count for my stand-up routine? Uh, I feel like anything with an internal combustion engine. What about an external combustion engine? Um, what is an external combustion engine? Like, what's the difference? <laughs> Uh, well, internal is inside and external is outside, so... So if I put the engine on the top of the car... (laughs) (laughs) If I go Mad Max with this shit... (laughs) What's the deal with Mad Max? Why do they need such big cars? There's no gasoline! And this is officially the end of the Better Buddies podcast. Now this is just an RJ's stand-up routine. <laughs> I'm I'm rebooting Seinfeld, and I am Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> We're not changing anything. All those other all the old actors are going to come back, except for Seinfeld. He's directing, and I play Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, we're rebooting Seinfeld, but you know who we're not going to have? Seinfeld. <laughs> you know someone's going to fucking do it. <laughs> like, you know they're going to do that. Uh, well, let's move on to our next segment, I think. Unless you just want to hear more stand-up of me going on about internal combustion engines. <laughs> What's the deal with hand- the handbrake? No one uses it! Our next segment is Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. I do not recommend my stand-up routine. <laughs> And you just need to iron it out a little bit. What's the deal with irons? Why are they so dang hot? This is going a lot better than last time we referenced Seinfeld like two weeks ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, it didn't go. It didn't go over as great, but we didn't keep it going for as long either. <laughs> so to rectify it, you, the rest of the episode is just going to be Seinfeld bits. I, you know, you want to know the sad thing, Eli? <laughs> What's that? I've never seen Seinfeld. <laughs> never. Not one episode? I've seen bits of like two episodes. Seinfeld is great. It's a very good show. Oh yeah. Because, uh, well, it's great binge uh, because episodes are only like 20 minutes long and they're oh, so. Nice. They're so. Um, I'm trying to think of the right word. Like. Digestible. Point- pointless yeah like there's absolutely no stakes in anything (laughs) so it's very easy to just get through it yeah it's just a breeze show just watching these four bumpkins just go through social faux pas and these four bumpkins you say as they live in new york (laughs) fucking city (laughs) i mean one kramer canonically does not have a job (laughs) so yeah but it's kramer (laughs) um it so, For my media, I recommend Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I actually came in with uh, with something. So. Oh, see, and I came in with something that I think you will get a pretty good intellectual discussion out of. Uh, do you want to go first, or should I? Uh, I'll go first. What you got? Um, so I wish Calvin was here. Uh oh. Because I have been just really chewing through the wheel of time right now oh man <laughs> it, it it has i for context i've owned i think uh 12 yeah 12 of the wheel of time books since like 2019 and i've only gotten through one and a half of them 
You got all. It, you got twelve of them in twenty nineteen, and you got through a book and a half. And so, like, my main problem. What did you with do reading... during the pandemic? <laughs> the main problem I've had with with the with the book series is that it's just it's very it's just a lot, right? Yeah, I've heard those uh, books are massive too. Well, for context, I think. The, um, well, I, I was looking up because somebody was asking me about the length, and I like using audiobooks as like the audiobook length as uh, as a measurement. And the first Wheel of Time book is thirty hours long, Damn. and there are thir- thirteen of these suckers. So. There's three hundred ninety <laughs> hours. Uh, no, some of them. Uh, I think the highest one goes up to fifty hours. Oh damn! So we're talking yeah, no, th- like five hundred. <laughs> it is a very huge series and i think that was i didn't know what i was getting into because i, I was expecting this like super quick paced high action I, fantasy i just realized those uh, books are a work week <laughs> those books are a one nine to five work week yeah and that okay so that so when you ask when people like I, people always ask me what's taking you and that's the thing they're just so much they're not these fast paced swashbuckling um, edge of your seat reads they are very methodical hyper detailed um just the past chapter i've read lord of the rings on crack no like uh so there oh, was sorry. This... lord of the rings on downers <laughs> there was this um this section of a chapter i just read where we spend like three pages in an inn with the innkeeper talking to the main character about gossip around town okay and it absolutely has no bearing on the plot, but it help. It makes the world feel so alive and multidimensional. Um, reading these books is not so much a high high flying fantasy adventure. It is a long journey, and I, that's. I really hope, for your sake, you get to the end of this series in like a decade. And <laughs> oh, sorry, fifteen years. You get there in fifteen years, and it loops back around to where the like bartenders' like rumors <laughs> turn out to be actually benefit part of the story. It's it's how to defeat the final villain. <laughs> just just in that like, because like in Lord of the Rings, when the hobbits get to the prancing pony on their way to like they're trying to go find Gandalf, they talk to the bartender and the bartender's like, oh yeah, there's this one shady member of town. who has been, uh, he's been a little, a little sketchy today. He might tell, tell about you to the, tell about you to the, the cloaked men. And then fast forward to the fucking last book. And near the end, when the hobbits are coming back to the Shire and they stop in that town and it's like, oh yeah, shit's been bad since the, the Sharky took over the Shire and they get in and like the dude who ratted on them in the beginning is part of the bad guys <laughs> crew who took over the Shire. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing like i, I can't say um so I, yeah say like it's i shouldn't say pointless because that was what was taking me so long reading it uh reading this you know the first book and halfway through the second book was just i i, I was just getting annoyed of like let's let's get it going let's like keep it up um but after a while i just decided you know what i'm just gonna sit down and not rush it I, I get the sense that to enjoy the Wheel of Time, you just have to be in it for the long haul. You just have to really enjoy spending so much time living in the world, as opposed to like a high-flying fantasy adventure, which was what I was expecting. 
Um, and now that I've accepted that in sort of this ironic twist, I'm actually going through the books at a much faster pace. <laughs> oh my, see, and that's... Now I kind of want to read them. And yeah. the re that's be yeah. because of that specific reasoning you just gave. Because it perfectly mirrors my experience with Tolkien. Where yeah. I tried... To, I, love, I love The Hobbit, right? Because The Hobbit is that, like fast-paced adventure where like they have like lots of little smaller adventures on their way and they have the dragon and then they go back home that's it and the adventures on the in the hobbit are like spaced out just enough where you get a little bit of downtime then you get an adventure then some little downtime then an adventure whereas the lord of the rings i first tried to read that in like high school early high school and i got through it but i got through it by skimming because i yeah. was a fucking 14 year old or whatever and i was like ugh. They're just talking about walking up the mountain. Fight something. <laughs> and, like, I reread the books this past summer into the fall. And I got so much more out of it. Because yep. pretty early on in um, The Fellowship of the Ring, I was like, okay. I just skimmed over this paragraph about setting up for Bilbo's birthday party. I'm going to go back and slow down and read that. And I just slowed down. And in doing so got so much more out of the books and enjoyed them so much more. So like, I get it. Yeah. And it's been just the very, because like I mentioned earlier with like this, the smartphones and everything, we do live in a very stimulating time where we're always moving on to the next thing and taking the time to just sit down for like an hour and just read the books for enjoyment rather than like completing it. It's just, it, it's been like, I felt like better mindset overall. Uh, not just a feeling to rush everything that I'm doing. So, yeah. This is why I wish Calvin was here because I <laughs> wanted to uh, talk about uh, th this newfound appreciation for the series. And I know that he is a, a mega fan of it. And uh, I'm, I'm just excited to get into the story, uh, the real meat of the story, and then uh, <laughs> Sorry, start. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the yeah. I'm uh I'm halfway through book two. I'm really excited to get into the story. I mean, there's <laughs> like I said, there's thirteen of them, and each one is like well over uh six hundred pages uh or around that time. So yeah, like I said, that it's just um it's just a mindset thing. And now that I'm in uh corrected my expectations and accepted. I accepted the story for what it was, and it's just been such a treasure. So, yeah, I I, I full heartedly recommend the Wheel of Time if you really wanna if you really wanna live in another world. Wheel of Time is great. Um, just all, uh, just be prepared for that. And second advice: read the appendix, find out all the terms because they, they there's so much name dropping for fantasy stuff. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> is that like is it like a fetish for fantasy authors that like oh, I gotta have my <laughs> Oh, I've got to have my fucking appendix with all the fucking languages <laughs> and, like, the special words. Why say barn when I can say frugal? <laughs> like, why why tell them that there's a river when I could say the waterway? Like, why why use human words when I can have the fucking the elves? <laughs> well, that's what I really love about Wheel of Time is that a lot of... Uh, I've read some contemporary fantasy books, and they do a lot of, like, just, like non-fantasy words like oh yeah this is the the country of steadfast or something mm -hmm. um 
just just you know oh these are human terms you just smashed or uh english terms you just smashed together whereas will me is like everything sounds fantasy as hell and i i love that i love i always tell people uh who are writing fantasy sometimes you just instead of calling something like a generic term just smash a keyboard and then add some vowels <laughs> yeah oh, <laughs> make it make it fun that, make it my favorite for that is to do words backwards oh and then like drop some oh, letters yeah. or add some apostrophes <laughs> that's really fun actually yeah um but yeah i uh the piece of media i've been enjoying is the wheel of time uh book series um and and by extension i guess i'd recommend the first season of the amazon show it wasn't great but it was fun fantasy action um kind of it's like it, it's scratched an itch yeah it's scratched an itch it's not great it's not like you know uh, you know game of thrones level quality it's just it, it was just fun so that's kind of um, what i expect when amazon puts out their fallout series <laughs> <laughs> nice my recommendation this week is the Green Knight m film with Dev Ooh. Patel. Mm -hmm. I it took me a little while to digest it because I watched it. I watched it Saturday night, and I got to the end, and they actually twist the story in an interesting way. It been it's been a few years since I read the story, so like I don't remember it perfectly. But they spoilers for Green Knight. It's over a year old, and just the movie. The book is ancient so um <laughs> but in the book or like in the legend the the Gawain, Gawain, Gawain I always called it Gawain but it's Gawain Gawain goes I think I picked up Gawain from fucking Monty Python um Gawain goes he finally finds like he finds the green chapel just before Christmas and a local lord is like oh please come stay with us like you'll get there in time for your meeting, like stay a few days and I tell you what, we'll have a competition. I'm going hunting. I will bring you back the best of whatever I hunt. Meanwhile, while you're staying here at my castle, bring you will in turn, give me whatever it is you receive while in my castle. And so the King goes out and brings back like a rabbit and a boar and a deer and whatever. Meanwhile, Gwen is being tempted by the King, the, the Lord's wife she gives him a kiss, so Gwen gives the Lord a kiss. She gives him, like, two kisses. He gives the Lord two kisses. And then, on, like, the third one, she gives him three kisses and a scarf that will protect him from the murderous chop of the Green Knight. And Gwen doesn't give up the scarf, but he gives up the kisses. And then Gwen goes and meets the Green Knight. The Green Knight tries three times to cut his head off. Gwen flinches the first time. Second time. But the third time, he, like holds steadfast accepts the blow in some instances the blow bounces off in some it's like just a little nick and the knight is like oh yeah i'm the lord you were staying with uh i know about the scarf oh <laughs> you you cheeky fellow you, you'll <laughs> learn a lesson about lying about this sort of thing and Gwen is ashamed that he didn't have the like balls to just take the killing blow but learns the lesson of being honorable and chivalrous and all the good things. And he returns to court and is absolved of his sins and is a wise and merry knight. The movie, <laughs> the movie cuts, cuts it short a little bit. Uh, they only do the game like twice, like not even like once the Lord's wife gives a really interesting speech about green and green being the color of nature, life, 
rot, jealousy, like this whole thing. And for whatever reason, they decided to have Gawain be like a little bit of a player at the beginning of the film. Like he's got a a girl on the side, not on the side, but like he's seeing a prostitute basically. And who, but she's like falling in love with him and wants him to make her his, like his wife, like his lady and gives him a token when he goes off on his quest and Gawain gets the castle and the wife is like a lot more tempting and alluring and like he's falling for it more. But then (laughs) for whatever reason, they decide to include the scene where she's going to give him the sash if he certainly, if he pleases her and (laughs) he's, uh, he's early. I'll put it that way. (laughs) Onto the sash. (laughs) And she looks at him and is like, you're no knight at all and leaves. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, and, but he leaves him the sash that'll protect him. And then he goes out, like, after that, he's like, I gotta go. I gotta go see the Green Knight. He, like, goes, leaves. Like, he runs into the Lord on the way out. And the Lord is like, oh, uh, you're leaving so soon. We, we still have our game. And Gawain's like, no, we're not doing the game. Um, he's like, well, well at least, uh, let's finish up. Give me what I'm owed. And Gawain, like, gives him the kiss, but doesn't hand over the sash. Goes to the thing, meets the Green Knight. Green Knight swings once. Gawain flinch- flinches. Swings a second time. Gowan flinches and says, like, stop, 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 don't, don't, don't. And then after that, there is an extended, like, dream vision sequence of Gowan basically saying, fuck this, I'm out. Leaving. Going home. Taking over the kingship from Arthur. Being a cruel, cold, heartless king who gets a male heir from the prostitute he was seeing beforehand. But he, like, just pays her off and leaves with his newborn son and, like, has no feeling for her. Uh, marries a political, does like a political marriage to some random woman, does like some other noble. There's a war. His son dies in the war. They're at, like, he's not, he's a hated king. They're at the gates. And he removes the sash and his head falls off. And then it cuts back to the Green Knight, where Gawain has just like had this vision of what happens if he doesn't accept the blow. And he's like, okay, stop. He takes the sash off and says, okay. I'm ready. And the Green Knight says, off with your head. And it cuts. That's the end of the film. <laughs> and it was, and but it's got a post-credit sequence. Like a post-post-credit. You gotta watch all the way through. And or it's like a mid-credit sequence, actually, I think. Of a little girl playing with a crown. Back home. And it was kind of like, what? What? what did I watch? <laughs> like it was so, cause the entire journey of, it was beautifully, beautiful film, really well shot film. All the actors were really good. Like it, it's a very simple story. And the way they did the green Knight design was really cool. But the whole point of the film is the journey and the lesson got going, Gawain learns and so he learns the lesson, but they leave it up to interpretation of does he die or not. Okay. And it, it, like, it left me really melancholy for a bit afterwards. I was like, oh, damn. Like, it's such a, like, he saw what he would be if he didn't accept death. 
if he didn't face it like a man and just take it. And it was kind of like, okay. But the, the, <laughs> po- the point of the legend, though, is that, like, he learns a lesson and goes home. Like, part of the, part of the lesson is the going home and the being, coming back to face the response from your king, from your people of, like, you have gone on this journey, you were supposed to go and just accept beheading by the knight, because the knight's challenge was, I'll return whatever blow you give me, and you and your foolish young pride beheaded the fucking knight. (laughs) Well, now you gotta go to him and get beheaded. And part of the journey is the going home and saying, like, yeah, I, uh, I I, I cowered it out. I used magic to cheat. And getting the response, getting getting the admonishment, but also the reconciliation from your people of like, hey, we, yeah, you did the wrong thing. You weren't honorable about it. But we'll move past it. And you'll learn, you've learned from it. You've learned, you're, you've learned from your wrong and you have made amends and you will do better in the future. So to kind of like remove that, was a little funky to me. You don't know the legend of the green knight, do you? I do not. I've also have not seen the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, but I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah. It's worth reading. Like I, I'd recommend reading it too. I think I had recommended this book before. So, mm-hmm. but part of the, cause that really is like basically it. it. Like the story condensed down is it's Christmas. Knights of Camelot are all hanging out, doing their thing. And green knight bursts in the door and is like, I challenge any of you, uh, you take my weapon and deal me a blow, and then in a year and a day, you have to come find me at the Green Chapel, and I will return the same to you. And Gwen's like, fuck it, I'll do it. Cuts off the Green Knight's <laughs> head. Green Knight picks up his head and says, great, now in a year, you have to, we'll be, you'll be here. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. <laughs> and Gwen, huh. like, is sees monsters and goes on a little, like, it's just his little journey out to go find it, but it's pretty condensed down, and then it's the temptations and stuff. So, um, I haven't Green Knight, however, I have seen other movies by this director. Uh, his name is David Lowry. Have you seen any of the other movies he's made? Let me check. Um, he's made well, uh, okay, so the movie I saw he made was called A Ghost Story. Um, it was starring. Ben Affleck. Yeah, it was starring Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. And that was a that was a trip. <laughs> kind of in the same method that we were saying with the Green Knight, that visually arresting movie that was a, like half of the enjoyment in the experience is thinking about it after watching it. And a ghost story is very much in that same vein. So I feel like this director kind of like he that's kind of his thing. He really likes making these strange um, really cerebral journeys. Yeah. Uh, and the basis of legends. He also did and... Pete's Dragon. Oh, really? Yeah, he did Disney's Pete's Dragon. <laughs> and in 2023, he's doing Peter Pan and Wendy. <laughs> he's got a very... <laughs> that dichotomy between those two. <laughs> yeah, but like... I, I see what you're saying, though. He's like, he's going these cerebral things. It's weird. Because... The first, like, six films that are listed on Google are A Ghost Story, The Green Knight, Pete's Dragon, The Old Man and the Gun, Ain't Them Body Saints, 
Peter Pan and Wendy. <laughs> he's got two vibes. <laughs> he's very he's very much got two vibes. <laughs> yeah, I I uh, one of my favorite quotes about movies I've ever heard is from uh, Abbas Kerestrami. He is an Iranian director, and he said his favorite movies are the ones that put him to sleep. Huh. Because he gets to dream about them. And it goes back to what I like earlier, and I think you were on the same wavelength as me, you know, enjoying the Wheel of Time, enjoying the Green Knight, when we just sit there and not have our preconceived notions, like, dictate our enjoyment. We let the 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 media itself, we, we get to what it's trying to do. Yeah. Uh, and and not, you know, like, oh, this is uh, how I enjoy it, and I'm not enjoying it the way I do, therefore I won't enjoy it. Um, instead... It's like the the director Kirishami is just like no the movie put me to sleep but then like I enjoyed it because of that it, it was an experience I wasn't used to huh. and I got to imagine it and I, See, I, I just think that's interesting um, there's such a topic about enjoying the media after the fact and I think that quote really taught it, it, it it's such a great example of wait how can you enjoy a movie while sleeping and it, but it's like changing your mindset uh, to enjoy something and I think that's such an interesting idea. Yeah, and that that made me start thinking about like video games almost in the like in and the like issues when it comes to rating video games of like uh, if you compare every get video game to a first person shooter, no one's going to like Stardew Valley. Like or if every video game is Minecraft, then who the fuck like you'd shit all over Overwatch 2. Mm-hmm. And it's like right. the games are doing their thing. This is what it does. You have to, like, and you go into it knowing what it's going to be and what you like and what you expect out of it, but you can't wrench it to be what it is you want to play. Like, you can't force, you can't force Overwatch 2 to be a turn-based shoot, like, strategy game. It's never going to be Civ Five, but... So you have to adjust your ma- brain to be like, oh, I'm playing this kind of game, so I I expect I, I I want this out of it. Compared to I think with more of like books and movies, like we've just kind of gone over of. I expect. I I I want to be entertained, and to be entertained means fast paced, high octane. And it's like, well, no, that's some entertainment. These are different genres that have different expectations. Go into it with the set, go into it with the right expectations and the right, what you're trying to get out of it. And you'll find it's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, especially in today's age where we see a lot of, you know, especially on the internet, people get mad when a, a movie or game isn't what they wanted. Yeah, and they get and they get mad. To me, like the best compliment I can give a a piece of media is like I didn't enjoy it, but it was great. <laughs> like, yeah, I I, I I recognize what they were trying to do and they did it perfectly. It was just not my jam. To me, that's like the highest uh, compliment I can give something. Absolutely, because it's that like you didn't like it, but and not because of anything it did. It did everything it intended to do and wanted to do exactly how it should have. It just wasn't for you. Exactly. 
and and then and then that's after the fact when you start thinking about what it did and then you start to adjust your expectations and you start actually enjoying it when you return to it kind of like what i did with wheel of time it's like hey i gotta take this for what it is and not what i want it to be exactly and now and now that i've i've tuned my brain and like decided to uh deal with uh not deal with it um to enjoy it on its own terms you know it's turned into this piece of media that i've I have a feeling it's going to it's going to be something I really love. <laughs> it's almost it's kind of a compromise. Like here here is my experiences, my expectations, my preferences, my habits. Here's everything I bring to the table with this media experience. And I think particularly like with the way algorithms have gotten with like curation and stuff, things get so tailored to what our essence is that we have to readjust and be like, okay, no, this is a, I have to meet the media where it is. I can't drag it over to me. I have to give it its room to breathe. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Our next segment. Oh, wait, sorry. No, this is a good talk. Yeah. Uh, so we have two possible segments we can do, Eli. Oh, boy. We have the Better Buddies Rework Rewrite, where we pitch a story idea of some kind. Or we do How to Be a Better Buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. Uh, I had so much fun with the rewrite. I would love to do that again. Okay. I don't know if you have any anything Uh, on your mind. I do have... I have one idea, just because I I thought of of the, like, trailer pitch for it. And I, I want to at least run it by you to get your opinion on it. Um, mm-hmm. The On December 2nd, I had this thought. The first Black Friday in American history. Everything was 50% off. And these shoppers would do anything for a deal. This summer comes the blockbuster film, The Splurge. <laughs> I love I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's The Purge, but it's Black Friday. <laughs> So, um, I, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this, um, but in October I attended the, uh, a B movie film, uh, event at Ooh. a theater called Schlocktober. Ooh. And the f- movie in among the four movies that we watched was Chopping Mall. Oh, Chopping Mall. Yep. I've uh, heard about that. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. However, uh, I was disappointed because, you know, you hear the term chopping mall and you think, oh, it's going to be a slasher movie set in a, in a shopping mall. But Isn't instead it, it was these. Robots? Yeah, it's these killer robots <laughs> who, hunt, <laughs> who hunt hunt these like kids, uh, these teenagers. And I was like, oh, that's not what I expected. So when you say the splurge, I'm thinking this like B movie, schlocky, bloody, you it's know, a, grotesque... early Sam Raimi. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like... Angry, Evil Dead levels Sam Raimi blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like Army... Yeah, Army of Army Darkness, Darkness style. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, Army of Darkness style, goofy, uh, over-the-top, you know, schlocky horror movie. Um, because, like, I just... You can imagine, like, the beginning. This, like, will just unaware person like oh look a deal on a tv i can't wait to go to black friday and has no idea what they're getting into oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, see now i think that's like exactly what it would be is like you got those people who are like oh we never go out on black friday you know the crowds and 
it's just so much hassle, da 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 da. And of course, there's always like you hear the reports of, like, oh, this person got trampled on Black Friday, da 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 da. And they're like, oh. but the TV went out just after the big game on Thanksgiving, and <laughs> every year we host the family Christmas movie marathon. And budget's already tight. It's the holidays. We got to get a deal. I guess I'm going to have to go out. Like, uh, I'll go. <laughs> okay. I, I think I think we can make this interesting if we have if we have a main character who, let's say, is like a parent, a single yeah. parent, uh, working class, doesn't have a lot of money, um, but loves their kid with like all their heart. And the kid is like, oh, I would just love, you know, this new this new video game. And the dad or the, you know, parent, mom, dad, uh, doesn't matter. A legal guardian of some kind is like, well, we can't afford that. But then they're looking through the catalog and they see they see like a 75 percent off deal for the new game console. And but they know that, oh, God, in this town, Black Friday, it's, it's not like nightmare. other Black Friday. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, so, parking is atrocious. <laughs> and so just play it completely straight where like the local shopping center turns into like uh Mad Max style like <laughs> <laughs> like 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 it you got the, the old I, I, I'm just picturing like a bunch of old people on those like motor scooters that the stores have and they're yeah. like but they're spiked <laughs> out with like skulls and chains <laughs> <laughs> and I love the idea of like what if what if he went like like after the initial rush. So he was going through like the oh. debris of post <laughs> So of like the post supermarket. It opens at not midnight and he was like, uh, eh, I don't need to wait in line. I'll just go at like nine. Nine AM after I have my coffee. <laughs> See, RJ, you're you're talking like this guy doesn't know what he's going into. I'm saying he knows exactly what he's going into. Okay. Like he is he is going on a dangerous mission, and he knows that because he loves his sons or daughter or you know the mom, legal guardian, whoever. The point is the parent knows what they're getting into, and you have this this funny uh, tongue in cheek critique of like capitalism versus oh, okay. you know love I, and affection for your child. For yeah. I, you, I understand, I, I, like, playing it straight now. I get what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think this movie works if you play it 100% straight. There's like, no is the jokes. Most serious thing. Yeah, and then just have what's going on just be ridiculous. Like, yeah. like, like people are, like, savagely beating with, like, I don't know, pool noodles or something. <laughs> okay, I'm <laughs> <But> going <laughs> to bring up something as a comparison point. Just so, like, I can get a better tone, a better understanding of the vibe. The community paintball episodes. I haven't seen Community. Oh, you gotta fucking watch at least the paintball episodes. <laughs> you will appreciate the shit out of them. Because every episode is just, a like, a genre homage. So, like, the first one, the Jeff Wheeler main character, like, takes a nap in his car on this community college campus and then wakes up and campus is deserted. Like, it's a ghost <laughs> town. And he runs into the two of the other people in the study group. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, you didn't hear? The person who wins the paintball tournament gets first pick of classes. <laughs> and it becomes just like a survival, like a, a post-apocalyptic war zone. But like, they do that one, and it becomes a kind of like Die Hard-esque. Uh, they do one where it's Old West, so it's a Western. They do a Star Wars rip of it, where an enemy community, co community college brings in like 
they start in the episode one, like, oh, the paintball fight. And then after that, episode two is a bunch of stormtroopers are coming in <laughs> to win the paintball tournament for the college. Um, and then the final paintball episode they did was a spy movie where it's like, he's out of the game. He's not going to participate in paintball. It's over. No one's doing it. But the janitorial staff brought it back to ruin like a speech ceremony thing and are like going to quote unquote assassinate the Dean in paintball. <laughs> and because the Russo brothers direct, they literally, and it's like after Captain America, uh, like Captain America two winter soldier, they do the literal exact same scene from Captain America in the elevator, but with the Dean and paintballs. That's so funny. Yeah, so like, <laughs> That's currently the vibe I'm getting off of this, like, playing it super seriously. Everyone's taking it deadly seriously. And it's just the, like, the gangs and the beating each other with pool noodles and the who staked out what territories. Like you said, it's the splurge. It's like the purge. But I, I'm getting, like, a last of a type. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just just going into this wilderness of post uh like the final hour of black friday and you know yeah the the, the parent the legal guardian is just like please i'm doing this for my kid and the guy's like oh, i don't care about your kid you know <laughs> i gotta like, resell this on we, ebay yeah we were all kids once <laughs> and like that's the reveal i think that'd be an interesting like uh his the the main character's morality of like doing this for love where everyone else is like buying it to resell it Yes. And you have this, like, that that's the moral drive that keeps them going. I think it'd be very interesting. Uh, it's as, you know, when, when you have some, something that's super ridiculous, it helps to have, like, a grounded emotional core. And I think you can manage that with, you know, I need to buy this just for love. And everyone's like, no. Market <laughs> love value. Love isn't uh, an acceptable commodity in capitalism. Love is weakness. <laughs> yeah. Love is, love opens you up to be destroyed. To be betrayed. The market value does no such thing. Because <laughs> not so, with that, that I'm picturing a scene of like he's standing over a pile of like a display pile, and he's like with a torch. And he's like, one step, I drop it. <laughs> like he's threatening to destroy their stock that they yeah, stockpiled. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like what brings out the worst? Yeah, because he's like, I I will need to corner the market, therefore I have to eliminate the supply. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think that would be a fun like social comment. And again, playing it a hundred percent straight. Um, Who are the gangs? Just the gang. Um, because I'm well, picturing... definitely sneakerheads. Sneakerheads are a gang. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, they're but wearing the best kicks. <laughs> oh uh, no, no, we're basically making the Warriors. <laughs> I've never seen the Warriors. I want to though. Oh my god! So um, like, what what makes the Warriors so fun is each gang is so distinct. Like the one gang is like wearing they're riding around on roller skates <laughs> the other gang they wear all like jumpsuits and stuff so you almost have this guy yeah I, I, in the mini, in the beginning i was thinking of this like survival parody but now i almost want to make the warriors but just going around this this walmart or uh or yeah. and just fight fighting off shoppers see i think that's the i think you do have to make the gangs that distinct though of like the old people on the motor carts who are all tricked out and they're like, out of the way, son! I need my meds! <laughs> oh, old old Daryl's about to pop his pills. You don't want to be around for that one. <laughs> and and I think we could, uh, 
maybe so how i imagine this is like the first act of the movie the Can I throw the, one more gang at you oh yeah go ahead suburban commando moms <laughs> they, co- they come out in like a minivan and they all like jump out super the minivan, they all like yeah they all officially like <laughs> out they're breaching doors they have the like credit card scanner they're like the store scanners <laughs> they fight with the credit cards like knives <laughs> throwing they're throwing throwing knives yeah. <laughs> just just oh no it's the moms what are the moms gonna do and then like and then like a fodder character see, gets a credit card to the face <laughs> oh i was thinking it'd be like to the hand like he gets pinned down he's like no don't leave me here <laughs> so so what i'm imagining is like the first act like, yeah. you know the the guardian is uh you know connecting with the kid the kid is like oh i would love this and the guardian is like oh sorry we can't afford that and you know he the the guardian starts going through you know deals and stuff and sees the game system and he decides you know i'm just gonna do it like if it's too hot then i'll leave um and then they go uh in the post uh black friday rush and just sees the the ruins of this of the of the of what's like a mall basically yeah. Um, going through the mall, like, like the seeing fountain the... is there, but it's tinged red. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and like, food I imagine... cart, the food court is just atrocious. Exactly. And so you have these gangs fighting over the scraps of Black Friday, and the and the guy, uh, uh, the the guardian discovers, you know, the GameStop or like the Best Buy or whatever, and goes in and says, "I this probably is like a useless ask, but you do you have this game console." And the the customer is like, oh, sorry, we ran out. Like, I love the idea that all of the like employees are fine. Yeah, <laughs> like they're untouched. Well, you don't you don't <laughs> fuck with the employees. You don't fuck with them because they control the supply. They have keys to the back room. Just everybody bleeding and like dismembered on the ground, and just the the, the Best Buy employees like, hi, welcome to Best Buy. <laughs> Customer service knows no bounds. Um, and then I imagine like the, 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 the employee like pulls the guardian aside and says, look, we don't have any here at this location, but, but <laughs> we have a general way. store at the corner of the mall. Rumor is they had some in stock. <laughs> I say so, like, anytime you uh, write us a movie script, you want to make uh, a point of no return for the main character, right? Yeah. And so I imagine the Guardian is going, you know, on this shopping, you know, just just to scout it out, see if it's worth doing any and and they get further in and then they have to reach a point of like do I enter do I enter uh the Black Friday uh free for all properly or do I bug out? And then because so, of their love their love for their kid, they go for it. I'm thinking part of that then would be structurally like the game store they go to is near the entrance, right? Like the game store is near the entrance. So it's relatively safe. Like it's not the most dangerous thing for them to get to the game store, but then the game store's out and the store they have to go to is on the other side of the mall. So oh, it's that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where the choice point is of like, if I, even if I get over there, I got to get back out of the mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, that's like, um, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but there's the, the hero's journey, the hero's yeah. journey. So basically like, a part of it is like grabbing the elixir and then returning with it. And so, yeah. So the, the middle point of the movie is definitely the guardian gets, gets the game console and now has to now, now they're a target. Now yeah. they're like, Oh, that would be such a great. So that's the, so, so he gets told there's no more game consoles. Like it, you know, 
oh, shucks, like, sorry. He walks over and sees a dead man with a console in their hands and is like, <laughs> okay, here we go. And then grabs it and then, like, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> I, I just had a thought of, like, because the mall's gonna have security cameras, right? Oh, yeah. So there's gonna be that one, like, the store staff are off limits. The security staff are not because they're not store employees. And so somebody, like, is in the, sto- like, the camera room calling out, like, called shots and shit that's going down. Almost like an announcer. Of, like, ooh, some dangerous <laughs> activities. Stay out of the, stay out of coals. We got some fights over the blazers in there. <laughs> I think the red is going to be the hottest color this season. <laughs> like a Hunger Games style. <laughs> yeah, I-, I was thinking more of the, like, in Rogue in uh, episode one for Star Wars with the pod race where they're announcing like Quadnero's power coupling and like <laughs> the people dying on the track, right? <laughs> and they're just holed up in a security office. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think this definitely. There was the splurge, right? <laughs> yeah, the splurge. I, def- I definitely think and this that's has such potential. A great double thing though, because he's splurging on the. It's a play on The Purge and on his splurging to get the console for his son. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, oh, this is this is this is the, the point of no return for the main character is that they're like a very, you know, righteous, uh, motivated by uh, ethics and things like that. And the one law you can't bla- break on uh, Black Friday is you can't steal anything. You have to pay for it. Oh, yeah. And and so that's the point of no return is that they steal the game console and then they they become like public enemy number one because they broke the one law you can't break. <laughs> oh, so like they've been so to get to the console they had like some intera- early interactions with the gangs, where it was kind of like, hey, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not here on anybody's territory. I'm not trying to get on your turf at the what fucking even uh, like a bookstore. Fuck it, I don't know. Like I'm not, Barnes and Noble. not, I'm not trying to get on the Barnes and Noble. Like I'm not. That's your turf. That's your turf. I'm not. It's all good. I'm just going over there. Like, and he's, like, edging past the territories and stuff, and, like, having a couple of those territory conflicts. And then he steals, he walks out of, the like, whatever the fucking general store is that had the console, and he steals out, and the guy on the, watching the camera's like, Oh, folks, we've got a free-for-all here. Somebody's broken the one rule. Yeah. <laughs> and so it becomes an escape out of the, out of the, out of the shopping mall. Um, is there any like, point where he like gets captured or encounters somebody else who's like in there doing the thing and uh, they're like doing their shopping and all that stuff and like they have the conversation by the fireside and <laughs> they have an emotional beat where like he reminds them why they're there and he's like yeah I'm, I'm getting the, I, I, my son really wanted this or my, my kid really wanted this and the other person's like, you know, when I first started going to Black Friday, it was to get my sister a book she really wanted for Christmas, and I got it, but there were so many other deals. <laughs> it, it, it was enticing. And so I went back again the following year. I didn't have a reason, but it was so much e- The deals were so good. <laughs> and I, I go every year now, I don't, but I don't go to Christmas anymore. I just do Black Friday. <laughs> oh, the main character could be tempted to get something else. Oh, what if the original isn't a game console, but like something that's not that popular? 
Mm. And 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 so the main character is tempted with all these other sales, but they're like, no, no, I need to get this. He's like, what? Why would you want that? That's not even that's like five percent off. You can get a better deal for like this other, you know, yeah. this other doll, you know, this action figure. It's like, no, my kid wants this one. And it's just like Psh, you're wasting your time. But that's there and like the deal's off and he can't afford it. So that's when they steal it. Oh, <laughs> so. I don't know how I feel about the deal going off and he steals it. That being the reason, just because then we exit black Friday territory and you know, the minute it hits midnight on Friday, everything's done. It's oh, no right, longer yeah, black yeah. Friday. Oh, so they, Oh, okay. Like, li- like the clock strikes midnight and everybody's like, all right, see you next year. And they go home. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's at the the climax of the movie is like he's about to get got but then the clock strikes midnight and it's just like oh black friday's over and there's like okay <laughs> okay uh at, at same time next year i don't know I'm, we do this three-year rotation with the family on who we visit for thanksgiving so i might be in might be in uh minnesota but we'll see <laughs> it's just, just two guys talking with like their arms cut off <laughs> <laughs> Um, regardless though, I think we're in agreement though, the, uh, the guardian, the mom, dad, whatever, they do not end up going back to their kid with the present, right? Um, because, because it was, it was the, 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 the main character is so fixated on this material object as a sign of affection is that they come back and, and the, and the kid is just like, oh, this, you, you didn't need to get me this or, or he comes back with nothing. And the kid is like, oh, that's fine. I almost wonder if we don't see them go home. If it's just them getting out of the store. Oh. Like it's up to it's up to interpretation how the kid takes it. And mm. like how oh. it gets presented. Oh, that would be a great like other characters are like, are you sure like like my kid wanted that thing too and I fought tooth and nail and they got it and they threw it away within three weeks. Like, is that yeah. even worth it? Oh, I like that a lot, actually. I like that a lot. Or like and that comes back to the temptation of like, oh, you're getting that for your kid? They'll love this way more. Mm-hmm. And so right. it's kind of that like, it doesn't matter what the kid thinks. It matter The journey is what matters. Actually, I really like that. That's really good. It's about staying true to yourself in the face of temptation. I, I think there's a pretty good idea in here. <laughs> Hot damn. Oh. See, and that was one of those things in a prior, was it, which one was it? It was either our Dairy Glen episode or the, it wasn't our Knights one. I think it was Dairy Glen where James is like, oh, we should just do this. Like, instead of the podcast, (laughs) we just sit down and take the time and write out the movie. Like, fully (laughs) write it out. I think this would be a good one to do. Yeah, no, genuinely. Like, again, regardless of how insane the plot is, so long as you have that drive of a parent uh, wanting to, you know, do something good for their child and at what lengths they're willing to sacrifice to do that, that alone is a great... Yeah. It's it's a great emotional core that'll keep the audience invested, no matter the insanity that's happening. I I just love this. I, I just thought of, like, the stuff we could do in the background, too. Of like, because arcades like or um, malls will like sometimes have arcades or claw machines or stuff, and you just see some guy like getting shoved into one. 
Nothing. <laughs> now I'm just thinking of like the the martial arts. Like there's Mall mm. Ninja. <laughs> like oh my Mall god! <laughs> hot topic. Eli, we didn't even talk about hot topic. The goths, Eli. <laughs> I, I is a genuine. That is a pretty good idea. There, there'd <laughs> definitely be a Mall Ninja like samurai, like way of the warrior samurai, like. My honor code bound, binds me to help you on your quest. <laughs> Just some dude named Greg is the like Hello. teaches him how to fight. <laughs> I am the warrior of the mall. My name is Greg. <laughs> my my Bushido honor code com- pro- compels me to aid you on your noble quest. And like his he tries to like fight one person, his sword immediately shatters. Immediately shatters, and he's like. No! My blade! <laughs> I am nothing without it! <laughs> and the guy, like, the, the Guardian... I don't think we named them. I don't think they have a name. They don't have a, like, They're just anything. the Guardian. Because, <laughs> like, again, like, I think that's part of the whole thing, is, like, it's it could be anybody. It could be an older sibling, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, so, like, but then they're, like, they're just standing there next to him, like, Dude, get, get up. Come on. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. I think that's good for this week. What do you think? I th- I think we end on a high point. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you for joining, Eli. It's been a pleasure with that special flavor. <laughs> Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We are also on social media. Our Facebook is Better Buddies. Our Twitter is at Better Budcast. And our uh, email account is BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. On Facebook, we do Meme Mondays, and you can send us messages and post questions, and we'll reply. On Twitter, make sure you use the hashtag Better Buddies when you tweet about the show. And when you email our Gmail account, send us whatever you want. We'll read fan letters, we do fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, or questions you need advice on, because we're really good at it. Last, (laughs) but not least, be a better buddy. Uh, So is it just you and me today? Yeah, just you and me. Oh boy, it's go- we're getting that special sauce. The special, the special sauce. You're getting Eli special. Ah, oh, you gotta pay for that, buddy. Five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that cheap. <laughs>